Welcome to Sing the Word, a podcast that explores and promotes gospel-centered, scripturally rich congregational songs for the church. Uh, my name is Nathan Murphy. I'm joined with my co-hosts, Joshua Roberts, Rachel Nothnagel, for this podcast where we do our very first episode regarding um, promoting a couple of hymns um, that we believe your church needs to be singing and should sing regu- regularly. Um, so today, guys, we're going to we're just going to hit two hymns, so this this should be pretty cut and dry what we're going to do. Uh, for our listener, there, there are two hymns, I know for me, that um, not, not just individually, but, but as they've been used rightly in a church service, two songs that have had a profound impact on my understanding of God, and two of these two hymns that we're going to talk about today do that so well and are very... Um, very important for the church today. We're going to be talking about um, an Isaac Watts hymn uh, that everyone probably knows or should know, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, as well as uh, the Keith Gad- the Keith, excuse me, the Keith Getty Stuart Townend hymn in Christ Alone. Um, so um, guys, let's just dive into the Isaac Watts hymn first. Um, and for, how about let's do it this way? Let's, uh, Josh, how about you start by reading verse one? You do verse two, I'll do verse three, and Josh ends again with verse four. Let's just read it. Well, did Let's you do- know that there's actually originally five verses? Is there a this? fifth yes. verse that I don't have? In uh, this? We could read it, but um, he, it? Isaac Watts himself took it back out. Um, oh, but I wouldn't mind reading it um, if, if we want to read all of them. Um, let's just do the we'll four. We'll read it after it. Um, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll talk about it later. Sure. Because let's, let's do, I'll, we'll talk about why he took it out. Too. That's that's a great thing. Yeah. I'm glad you, you dug on that because I didn't even know that. So but let's start with verse 1 and we'll go around the table. All right. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my riches gain, I count but loss, and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. Mm-hmm. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them through his blood. See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown? Where the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small, mm. love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Okay, now you got me curious, man. Let's let's talk about that for, that <laughs> the, forbidden verse. So, okay, so it would have been the fourth verse, the fourth and this verse. one that I just read would have been the fifth. And mm. um, I got this off of Hymnary, um, so I'm sure it's right because they do a really good job of checking things out. Mm-hmm. But um, the fourth verse would have said, "His dying crimson, like a robe, spreads o'er his body on the tree. Then I am dead to all the globe, and all the globe is dead to me." So mm-hmm. I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to give a he he says when I survey the wondrous cross mm-hmm. so now he's trying to give a mental image of the cross mm-hmm. um, and he, he talks about his dying crimson like a robe like the the blood mm-hmm. on him like like clothing mm-hmm. um, and spreads over his body on the tree but he decided to remove it um, and the reason he did was because he was writing this song. For, um, and it goes into how you can use it in congregational singing. Um, he was writing this song for a collection of, of hymns that were going to be used for the Lord's Supper. Mm. And he 
felt like that that was um, taking it away from what, what does it say here that it was going to um, put our attention on our own response instead of to Christ's crucifixion itself, um, mm. in, instead of to what wow. the actual event. Yeah. He he was thinking, then I am dead to all the globe, and all the globe is dead to me. That that's our response, and he just wanted to keep it on on Christ. You know, that's so, great. Yeah, pretty. Hence cool, the huh? first three words: "When I survey." That's right. It's mm-hmm. casting a vision mm-hmm. and focusing focusing us there. Um, I I don't know. I, this is a hymnary. We all have sheets in front of us on the verse two. I've always heard it sung, I sacrifice them to his blood, not through his blood. So maybe that's a, it says that this is based off of a Psalter hymnal. hymnal from the eighties. So yeah. I maybe. love this website hymnary. Oh, I do too. By the way, I yeah. use it all the time and I love oh, yeah. to be able yeah. to compare and see the stories yeah. and read the stuff, but um, who knows which one's the original. We'll have one, to but. pull up the compare text sometime. Sure. So, before we dive more into the text, one thing about Isaac Watts that I want to talk about real quick, very quickly, is is one is that he was a contemporary Christian artist at one point in time. <laughs> um, and his church, I can't remember, goodness, if it was a congregational church in England or Anglican or what it was, but okay, 1707. That was either when he was born or when that was written. But anyways, the 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 men in his church whenever watts would 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 um lead he was a pastor when he would lead uh, the church in in a song that he a hymn that he had writ, uh, written um because it wasn't a psalm mm-hmm. the men in the back or wherever they were sitting would put their hats on and either stand there disengaged or get up and leave hmm. because it wasn't scripture mm-hmm. it was a song that he paraphrased from scripture I find that example of Watts so encouraging. Not that, um, because I mean, I think we all here believe that, you know, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, giving thanks to God in your heart. We we have a biblical New Testament imperative to not just just sing the psalms, but to use hymns. Watts did does something so beautiful. He took what Luther did, which was a lot of hymns, mm-hmm. right, and he took what Calvin did, which was the Genevan Psalter. Yeah. They they used they were on, they were Psalm only, and you get a lot of Reformed or Presbyterian people, Dutch Reformed that are, they only sing Psalms. He took those two kind of streams of hymnody, and he kind of puts them together in this mm-hmm. beautiful. He, this one I don't think he bases it off of a Psalm, but the song that I think of, "Jesus Shall Reign Where'er the Sun." He used he used that based off of a Psalm to make it for an evangelistic purpose. But anyways, he t- he does that so beautifully, and I think the passage that. Um, Watts is wanting to get us to is actually thinking about Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer Mm -hmm. I live, but through Christ who lives in me. So that's where that first verse hits, right? Um, My richest gain I count but loss and poor content on all my pride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not I who live. And there's another song we're going to promote that you all know, (laughs) but we're not going to talk about it today that talks about this very same thing. Um, that's where he's drawing us from. He's taking scripture and, and writing it in beautiful poetry. And mm-hmm. Isaac Watts is the father of the English hymn. There's so much. I love I love Isaac Watts. He's my boy. 
So. I'm actually reading a biography of Watts. Oh, I really? did not cool. know that you were picking this hymn for this episode, but oh. I am reading. Uh, it's a part cool. of Stephen Lawson's series, uh-huh. A Long Line of Godly Men. Um, but this particular one on Isaac Watts is about or is written by Douglas Bond, and I've been reading that, and uh, it has been just really enriching for me um, just to read about the man behind the hymn. Mm -hmm. Um, If you consider the way that his life was, was heading that even just where he came from, who he was um, bond actually describes him. um, (laughs) I didn't realize this, but Isaac Watts was not like an outwardly impressive person. He's not Mm -hmm. somebody you would pick out of a crowd. Very meek demeanor. Yeah, he was very short. He's Mm -hmm. described as awkward. Um, His portraits. (laughs) I like him already. um, (laughs) His portraits, uh, you know, back from that time, uh, depict a person with like a a hook nose. He was very unkempt. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was not somebody that you would choose. And yet, God did choose mm. him mm. to bring about these songs we still sing today. Mm. And there's even a part of his life, like um, he spent a lot of his life very lonely. He did fall in love and the woman that he loved did not feel the same way for him. And so there was a lot of disappointment in his life in that way. But yet we read his words saying, um, like here in when I surveyed the wondrous cross, he's saying everything I have essentially mm-hmm. in verse one, everything I have is nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of, of Galatians six fourteen, mm-hmm. um, and really all of Galatians. Um, but like the only thing that we can really boast in is Christ because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just think that that's a good reminder. It, it's a good thing to look at the, at the author of a hymn because yeah. more often than not, you see someone who is not, uh, not impressive, doesn't have all the right things, has actually gone through very disappointing, hard trials, and yet God has used them to shape the music mm-hmm. of the church. We see this over and over again. I mean, mm-hmm. Fanny Crosby, Oh yeah, that's a great example too. I mean, mm-hmm. she was blind, um, and there's countless others. Uh, the man who wrote, um, uh, oh man, I'm I'm losing it. Uh, <laughs> oh, love that will not let me go. Oh, that one. Yeah. The story behind that one. I mean, over and over again, you see people yeah. who, by worldly standards, are I need to add that one to are list. just nothing. You know, like have nothing to offer, and yet this is what they have to offer to God. Yeah. Is a is a pure mm-hmm. song about who Christ is and what He's done. Can I add to that? On the other end of that spectrum is the Apostle Paul. He has the pedigree that he could offer all of his. Mm-hmm pedigree to God and say, look, use me. You know, this, you say Galatians, this reminds me of Philippians three. Mm-hmm. And it talks about all the things that Paul had. He was a, he was a tri- from the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church. And I was righteous under the law, blameless. But he says this in verse seven, but whatever I had gained, I counted all mm-hmm. as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss. Um, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ mm-hmm. Jesus, my Lord, and I, that is Paul in Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians, obviously. So that was just another point I wanted to add mm-hmm. in there. That's great, cool. What let's let's talk let's talk more about the text. What what it what stands out to you is as significant, not just for us today, but in what he's written. What would you guys like to point out? I, I think for me, in so we talked a lot about verse one. Let's go on to verse two. Again, talking about boast. Forbid it, Lord, that I should both boast, save in the death. We don't use that word save in that connotation mm-hmm. usually, meaning except for this. Mm-hmm. I will boast in this. Or 
Um, or another example of a hymn that uses this word kind of in this way is Be Thou My Vision. Um, be Thou My Vision, O Lord, my heart. Not be all else to, to me, to mm-hmm. thee, save that thou art my best thought uh, by day or by night. Um, th- that's another example. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to through whatever his blood. This is where it gets to that confessional um, point of the hymn, of him looking inward. There, there are things that allure him. There's things that he is tempted to boast in. It, whatever it may be that he doesn't necessarily say, he are he says he counts them as lost, that they're vain, that they're not anything worth comparing to the to the glory of Jesus. Um, what are what are some other parts of the text that you guys just think are so important? I think that the cool thing about this is it 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 does give you it, it gives you systematic theology. Actually, it gives you some in, in very s- small amount of words it shows okay the the cross is there for you um it 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 because of this you're 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 forgiven of course but um you're not going to boast about who you are um it puts you into a right perspective but then it turns that even further and says because of this um i will give um everything i have back mm-hmm. to you so it gives you just really so much so much content right there for you to think about, for you to dwell upon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and y'all have already talked about multiple scriptures that you pull out mm-hmm. of this particular thing that makes you think of. And, and I think that, that mm-hmm. that's what makes a good hymn. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of words, yeah. but a whole lot of content. Um, and, this is a very deep hymn. Yeah, There's it is. There's so much... That's I think that's the beauty of simplicity too in life. And I guarantee you he labored over this. Oh, man. It was something that he said, you know, I don't I don't want to keep going on and on and on and on, even though I could. Oh yeah. I want to try and make it succinct but mm-hmm. impactful. And and yeah. he does that very well. Mark Twain once said, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. <laughs> I feel like that <laughs> yeah. so much. Yeah. Even in this podcast, I feel like I just yeah. <laughs> my thoughts just come out and it's like Nathan. For sure. Th- there's just Keep it simple, and that's I I I I'm with you on that. I guarantee you, he had so many words he wanted to say, he wanted to put in this hymn, but he's like, no, it's it's these great amount of theology in a very few lines. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think verse three causes the the reader or the person singing to reflect on the cost that God, you know, mm-hmm. the, the debt that was paid for us. Um, it mm-hmm. says. See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mm-hmm. mingled down. And then at the end, he, he reminds you, so rich a crown of what God has given up. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's a great insight. So with sorrow and love, it causes you to think on not only the hmm. reason that God has sent his son, mm-hmm. but the the depth of love that was there, that was present. And then yeah. it causes you to think of what he gave up. So and rich a crown. That's Who great. being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God. Philippians too. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. It, it does. Yeah. And, and, and even the, the sorrow yeah. and love flow mingled down, you're talking and thinking about the cross, but that also gives you uh, a reflection back to before the cross, the, the prayer in the garden. Yes. Um, these things flowing mingled down, mm-hmm. the sweat, literally and the blood. sweaty blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so all of the suffering that he went through, again, 
so much packed into yeah. just a few amount of words. Man, you guys are so good at this. I'll just let you all talk. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm just enjoying. One one thing about verse three, and we'll move on to verse four, that I, I really like is that sim- is that first word, C, mm. and comma. Mm. It's like it's he's he's reminding us, hey, you're still surveying the cross here. See, look look at your Savior. See from the tangible things, his mm-hmm. head, his hands, his feet. The, the poetry is so good. And so rich a crown, this, this, this crown of thorns. Think about the richness of the one it's put on as well. Mm-hmm. The, so not only the richness, the price, you know, think about the cost of what he, he went through and, and the, the, the salvation he purchased for his people, but the, the beauty and the glory of the one whom the crown has been put on. So can I, can I, let's talk a little bit about the tune. Yes. Because the tune also makes the hymn, I think. And, Mm -hmm. and in this one, are we talking, we're talking the original, the Hamburg one, right? Not the one, not, not the, not the Appalachian folk one, which I I love that one. Yeah. Not Owala. I like that one too, because both of them are simple and both of them, both of them. There's others the that it's actually been yeah. used with, but mm-hmm. um, but the the Hamburg, mm-hmm. um, that one. Okay, hungry. so it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's based <laughs> off of it's based off of a Gregorian chant. It was it was meant to to kind of echo that that tone. Mm-hmm. I think it only has what um, it has five notes. Five yeah. notes. It's a total. diminished fifth. It so, goes from the let's you want to do solfege T to fa. Of, okay. of, of the notes. So I'll take the, your word for it because yeah. I'm not good with self-edge. <laughs> one, one, two, three, two, three, four, three, two, three. Yeah. Three, Look, it, three, three, four, three, two, one, seven, one, two. I personally, so I, I don't like the harmonizations that are in some of the hymnals because mm-hmm. I think it tries to make that tune too much. And I, I actually too really, Western. yeah, I really like <laughs> the way that, um, that, Chris Tomlin took it and simplified it in because because everything is is like a um, it's a, a chord o- over a chord so mm-hmm. it, it all has that that drone through it you know ah, and it keeps yeah, yeah. yeah it keeps that bass note through the whole thing uh, whether you're singing it in G it, it's always got a G or F or whatever mm-hmm. um, I love that about it and how it, um, it 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 I don't know it just makes it more simple mm-hmm. to me. Um, and and then and then more more singable. That's and, interesting. I hadn't thought about the theory about that. Mm-hmm. And and it, it harkens back to I don't know if he did this or not uh, on purpose, but it harkens back to the Gregorian chant again. That's cool with the drum. So let's let's oh. finish with verse four because we got to go on to in Christ alone. But I, I love how this this last verse encapsulates the devotion that Christ requires of His people. Mm-hmm. Were the whole realm of nature mine? Were all things, all created things mine to give? That's an offering or a present far too small. This love that we talked about in verse three, <laughs> so amazing, so divine, so glorious. It demands my soul, my life, my all. I think that's just another way of extension of love, Lord your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. There went my phone. <laughs> there, there's a heaviness and a, and, a, and a realization to respond. Mm-hmm. I think that that Watts in, intentionally ends this hymn with, "You've pondered this now. Now it's time to go live. Mm-hmm. It's time to let that sink in and, and flow out of your heart into your life." Um, any closing thoughts on that, guys? Cool. 
All right, man. I could, we could talk about that one for an hour, <laughs> but we got to keep going. Let's go on to In Christ Alone. So, Josh, I know you you had some things to say on this, but <laughs> real quick, well, one thing I this, and I may be, if I'm saying weird thing or touching ears, I'm sorry. I'll just be quick, but no, this fine. this this song was collectively written. I don't know if if Townend and Getty had collaborated before this song at all, because I know. How deep the father's love. That was just talent. He did yeah. that in the nineties, like mm-hmm. ninety-five or something. This was written in 01. I read so somewhere that twenty-two Townen years wrote ago, the words to this, and Getty just wrote the, the yes music. And that's normally how it's worked with them. It's their okay. Townen's the lyrics guy, and Getty's more of the, the melody guy. He is a um, so they they this came out of a for them. I find this interesting, and and maybe we can kind of feed off of their vibe and their feelings of why they wrote this hymn. They intentionally came together to write this hymn because they were so distraught and disturbed by how lacking the theology of the songs of the of the age were. Mm-hmm. So the 90s or 2000, 2001, kind of that worship wars. We've got traditional versus contemporary. We've we've got these praise choruses, and we didn't we we haven't yeah. talked about praise choruses, but the kind of that in between era from like we have hymns kind of the Gaither mm-hmm. praise chorus, and now we have contemporary, and even now, this probably, we talked about Isaac Watts being the father of the English hymn. I think this song, maybe How Deep the Father's Love, but this song also is the father of the modern hymn movement. Yeah, I think it you're really right. is. I mean, it put these two guys together, yep. and it got Getty going mm-hmm. on on other things, so I think you're right that it, it kind of started the modern hymns. Um, do we want to read through it real quickly, just so everyone has it? Or what's we we need to read through it? Who's mm-hmm. a, who's a good fast reader? How about Rachel? You read through just all four verses. Would you mind to do sure. that? It starts at the bottom of the first page. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love? What depths of peace? When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. And Christ alone who took on flesh, fullness of God and helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ I live. There in the ground his body lay light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. It's another one of those situations where, I mean, there's a lot more words in this than what we Mm -hmm. had in Win Our Survey, Mm -hmm. but where there is so much packed into the words. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, you go from, from... the beginning of scriptures all the way to the end mm-hmm. from the beginning of your Christian life all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, you just, 
um, yeah, it, it, there's so much. And just in four there. verses. Yeah. Just, just, well, just, just like when I survey. Well, I mean, that one had five. If you count yeah. the, the forbidden verse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just removed. It was yeah, removed just by removed. Watts himself. But, but, no um, chorus. Yeah, no chorus. No bridge. No, bridge, <laughs> no it's just... It, and and I don't know if y'all ever y'all we talked about hymnary.org, but I mm-hmm. also will sometimes use uh, the Brian test. Have y'all ever looked at that? TheBrianTest.com. Mm. He takes a song and he um, will will bring out all the scriptures of it, mm. and um, it it is so many scriptures that are cited <laughs> Just for, for that every one single line. For oh every goodness. single line, mm-hmm. it's crazy mm. um, how much he packed in, how much these yeah. two guys packed into this song. Mm-hmm. And I think we could spend all day dissecting it, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but I think whenever we sing this song, or whenever I have in the past, um, I'm always reminded of one central thing. Like I said, we could go many directions, mm-hmm. but I'm always reminded of the assurance of my salvation mm-hmm. every time I sing mm-hmm. this song because we have lines like, Sin's curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his, he is mine. There's also um, no power of hell yeah. and no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. And that reminds mm-hmm. me of John 6, 8, and mm-hmm. 10, 10. Mm-hmm. of how when you are in Christ, you are in Christ forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's a really mm-hmm. good reminder when this comes up in church. And I think we need to we need to sing songs like this more often because yeah. um, it causes us to dwell on what Christ has done and what that means for yeah. me today. Yeah, and that that fourth verse because we were hitting that a lot. That one, those first six lines of the eight lines there, just just yell God's sovereignty. Yes, of, of every not just salvation, but in life, those mm-hmm. no guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ to me from life's first cry to final breath. All of my life I live that God has granted me. Jesus commands my destiny. He has planned it and he has secured, mm-hmm. secured my salvation in him. Um, so there's, And it there's, calls back to verse three. I mean, when it describes how Christ died and then was rose again, mm-hmm. and it says, and as he stands in victory, mm-hmm. then that means that sin's curse doesn't have a grip. Yes. And so I think it, it it comes from that salvation assurance or just the assurance that God is sovereign mm-hmm. is rooted in what Christ has done on the cross. Yeah. We can keep talking about the text, but real quick, because the tune just won't get out of my head as we're talking about these, the, the melody mm-hmm. of this song is one of the most beautiful melodies I, I know. Not even just Christian. Isn't it pentatonic? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it, very it, pentatonic. There's, there's, well, in the in the part I'm about to talk about it, 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 it denies it the pentatonic. It, yeah. it does. That's right. It does. One okay. seven six seven's yeah. not a pentatonic scale note, but, but that's what I was going to talk about. Is I call it the, the somewhere over the rainbow syndrome. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> the the octave leap. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm just a sucker for a good. And I'm not <laughs> saying <laughs> octave leap as in my anchor holds within the my anchor. Holds. I'm not saying that octave leap. I'm saying in just the contour of the melody. Yeah. The and as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost. I don't know what it is about that leap. That it's just like so <laughs> thrilling. It's like yes, I could sing this all day. Okay, back to the text. Sorry, we can talk about the melody if you want, but I'm sure you you had some some interesting okay. thing you wanted to. So if we have it, some time, it, 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 I'm gonna take it just slightly negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I 
I think that this is an incredibly wonderful song. I sing it all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. The only thing, if I could change anything about it, mm-hmm. I would have changed where he doesn't say from life's first cry to final breath. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because of the world that we live in the right now. Every, no, 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 no. Oh, You'll, sorry. It's going gonna, it's gonna to surprise you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that it can be used as a justification or a... Um, to, to say that life begins at birth instead of life begins uh, at conception or even even the seed. I mean, mm-hmm. go back to the scripture and it talks mm-hmm. about the seed of Abraham mm-hmm. and how God is sovereign over all of that. So really, Jesus commands my destiny from the time that Genesis 1-1 was written until the end of oh, the man. book. Mm-hmm. Jesus is commanding my destiny. Yeah. So it's not just about from life's first cry to final breath. Mm-hmm. But I understand what he's talking about. Sure. And I do think that um, up until someone pointed that out to me, I never had any That's issue a good with point. it. Yeah, and I and I still don't. And it's not a huge I just deal. Know that but someone it's... could take that oh, yeah. and use it in the wrong way. Yes, but just like anything, oh, yeah. uh, Satan has is known for all throughout history from the beginning of time to take what God has said and twist it and change it just slightly enough so that mm-hmm. it it fits into his agenda. So we have to yeah. be careful with that. I think with any song that we sing. Mm-hmm. To that thought, we're going through Jeremiah on Sunday mornings, and that's in the call of Jeremiah. He t- God tells him, "Before, even before I formed you in the womb, I knew you." Mm-hmm. There, there's the power that God is 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 all knowing, and He's omniscient through all time, and He's always been. Mm-hmm. He's always been, <laughs> not yeah. just He's always known. He is. He is. Yeah. He, he is. He is. He is true act, as the theologians say. He is never began nor end, and he just always has been. And he knows us even before we were born. Um, I have something more to add, if you don't yeah. mind. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think when we sing this um, in the church as a congregation, too, I think it can be very encouraging for people experiencing deep trials and mm-hmm. not in the way of, you know, I'm going to see a victory or I will prevail or things mm-hmm. will get better, but it's, it's causing the singer mm-hmm. or the, just the person standing there <laughs> to think on who God is. Sometimes they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're not singing, they're because, standing there. Yeah, they're just standing there. <laughs> but I think it's we'll it's a good contrast that. between a song um, maybe that is about our own victory or mm-hmm. uh, our own trial or God will pull me from this. Yeah. But I think this is, this is a good song to remind our, us that like, even if God doesn't, yes. he's still commanding my destiny. Yes. Like and it the, doesn't matter what happens to me, whatever God ordains is right. Mm-hmm. Which is another hymn, is I realize. It? Oh yeah. But <laughs> we're singing that Sunday. <laughs> I love that song. That's a good one. <laughs> well, that first verse, especially, I think the first verse kind of gets missed a lot because we haven't built up to through the crucifixion and the resurrection yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The first verse does get missed and it hits what you're talking about. This cornerstone. The mm-hmm. solid ground. Even before that, he is my light, my strength, my song. The droughts, the storms. Yes, yes. firm yes. through the fiercest drought and storm. And what gets us through that? It's the yes. heights of love, the depths mm-hmm. of peace that he gives us through mm-hmm. his word, through prayer, through each other. That's right. Oh, man, that's good. Another thing that's important historically about this song is verse 2. I don't know if that may have been the first hymn I ever learned that mentions the word wrath. Hmm. wrath of God. Um, there's not enough songs, and I don't mean this pessimistically, but biblically speaking, there's not. A, there is so much 
on the love of God. And this mm-hmm. one does talk about the love of God, but it also there's a really good the mix. There's yeah. a great balance. And the PCUSA, um, for their hymnal, tried to ask Townend and Getty, yeah, they can we change this. this line to say the love of God was magnified? Yeah, Instead of, so t- the original, if you're listening, uh, till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God is satisfied. That's the original. The PCUSA asked, can we do till on that cross as Jesus died? The love of God was magnified for every sin. And he was said, laid. don't put it in your hymnal, didn't yeah. he? I, well, I, they denied the request. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, whether they did it or not, maybe, who knows? It's almost but, like God's wrath and his love are, like, connected. Mm. Oh, yeah, I wonder. Mm-hmm. All, it's almost like we need to it's, understand it's almost the, one oh, for yeah. the other. And that our God— <laughs> Both of them the, are perfect. The doctrine of the simplicity of God. God mm-hmm. does not come mm-hmm. in parts. No. He simply is yes. love and wrath and grace and justice, all in all in him. And there's not parts. Um, and it, also to say, if you take out the wrath of God— it doesn't really make sense when it says for every sin on him was laid. Mm-hmm. The the propitiation that took place, if we just mention the love of God, th- that might explain some of it. Because, I mean, he, Christ is love, he, the gift of love and righteousness, mm-hmm. um, as it says earlier. But if we take that out, it just it loses its weight um, if you take that one line out. And that's, that's kind of just a historical thing that's important. But... Um, yeah, I, this song is so tuneful. It, you can't. I mean, I was as you were reading it. I'm just the tune just popping in my I, head, and it I mean, was hard to just read it yeah, and not you sing just it. You want to just sing it. So <laughs> there's so much power to this hymn. I, I know we're getting close, guys. What are some things that other things that we've not said that you just got to say about this hymn and how we can? I mean, most churches I feel like are singing this song. Mm-hmm. If anyone, if no one knows who Keith and Kristen Getty are. They do know, they might know him because of this song or they've heard this song. If they song. don't know, you can say, you know, the guy that wrote In Christ Alone. Yeah, oh, and they'll yeah, be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that song, I know that song. Uh-huh. Is yeah. there anything else you want to add to, to this? I mean, there's I'm, there's so much we could add, but what is like one final thought you might want to add? I love the way that it ends with no power of hell, no scheme of man mm-hmm. can ever plug me out of his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that speaks to us. Um, we were talking about... Um, uh, trials and how God brings us through them, and we don't want to pray that we be removed from them mm-hmm. uh, earlier. And and that idea, even if I don't, I don't know. Sometimes is is this a trial or is this an attack? Um, I don't know, but I do know this: no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me out of His hand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, and and even until until the end, he just ends it with you know until Christ comes back or or I get home with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm going to be okay. You know? mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of asking the Lord mm-hmm. to help us to see it that way too. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a Spurgeon quote that I really like, and it says, he says, I have learned to kiss the waves that throw mm-hmm. me up against the rock of ages. Yeah, It's like, why would I pray something away that is enabling mm-hmm. me to Jesus. just lean on the Lord at yeah. every moment? And so this song definitely is that, that for me. That reminds me of another hymn that we'll be talking about, Christ Our Hope. It mentions that in that second verse. Who sends the waves that bring that us nigh into yeah. the, the shore of the rock of Christ. Of Christ. Yep. And then rock of, ages, of and rock of Ages, of course. Rock of Ages. Oh, man. <laughs> Listener, we've got a list for you. And we there's so many of these that just bleed over to one another. I know we've, we've got to end, but one thing really, really, really quick. One thing I love about this hymn is that you can use it year around. Mm-hmm. And you can use it in so many different right. types of sermon series. This, this song 
along with an, um, one that I also think of is Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery. You can use it be, in so many ways because it talks about the birth of Christ, talks about the life of Christ, talks about the death of Christ, talks about the resurrection of Christ, the the ascension uh, of Christ, the second return, the, the second coming of Christ. Like there's so many ways in which it, it encapsulates the whole life of Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, in its various ways that it's applicable in our in our services and how it may serve serve you one week because of this particular verse that goes along with what pastor's saying and this week it may be this one but it's just a very useful hymn as well mm-hmm. that's something i love about it listener we thank you for uh joining in with us on this podcast we uh hope you're enjoying the, this content as we continue to release episodes on why we're doing this podcast how we're to think about songs in church and also more recommended song episodes we ask that you just keep joining in and thank you for listening until next time Thank you for listening to Sing the Word. If you're enjoying the content of this podcast, please subscribe to our channels on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you've got songs, questions, or discussions you'd like for us to explore in future episodes, please email those to singtheword316 at gmail.com. Again, that's singtheword316 at gmail.com. As we continue to improve and expand our platforms for this podcast, we'll be sure to keep you posted on things to come, Lord willing. Again, thank you for listening. Grace and peace.